You think Mitch Gaylord is tough? Well, listen to this. <laughs> okay. This week, I noticed that some asshole had put up an anti-lockdown poster near the station. Uh-oh. Uh, end the lockdown, live life, it said, <laughs> ironically, okay. yeah. since ending the lockdown would make it a lot difficult, a lot more difficult to live life if you yeah. die as a result of the lockdown Can't waste ending. time debating irony with these people. <laughs> they just will not appreciate it. They refuse, no matter how detailed your PowerPoint is. <laughs> uh, so, walking home, I knew what I was going to do, mm-hmm. and I went upstairs. I cried endlessly, but then I uh, got some sticky labels, a yeah. sharpie, a folding knife from my dad's desk, Ooh. and waited for darkness. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> you carry on, I'm going to call the police. <laughs> you just get them going, mate. <laughs> uh, under cover of night, I set out planning to do a little civil disobedience. Uh. Only more like sneaky civil obedience, I guess, since I'm promoting the message of the state. True. It's got to happen once in your life. <laughs> Sometimes you got to break into a place and just tidy up. <laughs> My plan is, use the knife um, on some slags, uh, <laughs> and then cut around the edges of the sign, you know, like an art thief, Yeah. and replace it with my own sticky label slogan. Uh, speaking of which, I did brainstorm something <laughs> like, don't die of stupidity, don't kill with stupidity. Yep. But I couldn't make the second half of that sound good. <laughs> so maybe don't die for work, but then essential workers, you know, they're yeah. not really, I don't want to be that guy. So I went with stay home, protect the NHS, save lives. It's pithy. I, I, I would say it's, so. It's also very close to the government message. So it's... Um, well, it is, it is the government message. So There we go. It's very, very close to the government, government <laughs> message. <laughs> Look, there's one thing that can be said about the Johnson administration. It is good at a pithy slogan. <laughs> uh, on my way down there, I noticed that the fucker has also done the lamppost before it. Oh, no. And I only have the one sticker. <sighs> I didn't bring spares. I just wanted to be in and out like your Banksy. Yeah, exactly. So I go to cut the more prominent one out, and I realize it's not tacked up with like tape around the edges. It's plastered on. You're starting to sweat. <laughs> and I am starting to sweat. I have to, I'm looking around a lot. I don't want to be caught doing this. And I, so I use the knife on it like a scratch card. <laughs> only the only thing's being revealed is my own shortcomings. Like a scratch card. <laughs> so I scratch the first one off, and I put my labels on. Mm-hmm. Um, then I realize I don't know how to fold the knife back up. <laughs> has like a release yeah and it seems that at some point the manufacturers and designers of folding knives decided hey you know what looks good hiding the defining feature of our product running around (laughs) with an open blade in london (laughs) well exactly i didn't want to put an unfolded knife in my pocket because i would stab myself bleed out and die yes you know which would be an effective rebuttal of the live life slogan but (laughs) ultimately a bit costly but i also didn't want to just walk down the street holding a knife behind my (laughs) back that would be counterproductive in terms of trying to make people feel safe you need um, to buy an apple and get to work be on that. eating it like a badass. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> that knife isn't allowed in London, but I'm going to allow it. <laughs> Look, I eventually figured out um, how to fold it up. But then I saw that the guy had done every lamppost on the run up to the station with these things. Oh, bugger. Yeah. So I, I, get, I get to work. But quite nicely, as I got further away, I realized that a number of them had been defaced already, Aww. which is great. I felt like I was part of like a big effort, group effort. Mm. But then I thought... Why did the ones furthest from the station get defaced first? Maybe some yeah. people were coming to work and were like, oh, fuck that, scratch, scratch, scratch. But then by the fifth one, ah, oh, fuck it, I think I made my point. It, what's, what's the point? It's <laughs> the, the equivalent of you doing your recycling and no one else in the apartment complex even understanding <laughs> what the word means. Oh, Christ. Or possibly people coming home at night were like, yeah. oh, fuck it, I can't be bothered with that. But then as they got further away from the station, they were like, stick a 20. <laughs> Not here, guy. <laughs> this is slightly closer to my neighbourhood. Yeah, this is my house. <laughs> a minute, this is my face. <laughs> so, scratch, scratch, scratch. Uh, I got home safe, okay. unarrested. 
Um, and I did go to the window just in case I could maybe hear, you know, like a very distant, Aww! <laughs> my sticker! My! <laughs> Aww. I did come back, though, and find the stickers I'd left were stained by the tears of many burly men. <laughs> burly, stupid men. Lumps and tears. <laughs> Cast the films and broadcasts themselves having sex. It's just quicker, less anxiety. Get out of the middleman. Cut him out. I'm Paul Hilton. I'm an innocent victim of a goddamn conspiracy going on. <laughs> going on right now. We are squeezing ourselves back into the welcoming or- orifice of Recommendations Month. Speaking of orifices, uh, Matt Antonio <laughs> has. <laughs> Terrible way to end that sentence, Paul. Gonna go for that. You can't use the word orifice in a sentence. It's just. Because, you know, I will try and segue myself into said orifice. <laughs> he segued himself right up it. <laughs> Speaking of segues, Matt Antonio's orifice is great, um, <laughs> but he's been very generous with likes and Patreon money for a long time. Uh, long before he became a patron, he'd often turn up at family dinners and throw money at all of us in exchange for tricks. We learned a lot that summer. We grew close. <laughs> I can also do a backflip. Look. <laughs> yeah, he did it. He did it. He's pay me now, though. <laughs> oh, shit, Matt Antonio. You owe him for a backflip. Yeah, um, but he has been a sweet patron for a long, for a long time now. Mm. He's a wonderful man, and he's recommended this a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, so we couldn't find it anywhere for the Blu-ray to come out. I don't think we've um, had to wait for like a, a release of a thing that wasn't in cinemas from forty years ago. <laughs> yeah, thirty years. Yeah. Oh Jesus! So thank you, Matt. Thank you. Thank you for being a patron. Absolutely. He has plunged us into the deepest, sexiest late eighties cult scene. With Sergio Martino's American Rickshaw Tiger. <laughs> Rickshaw. <laughs> Rickshaw. Yeah, it's got pirates, pirates in it and everything, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking amazing, this show. Fucking, you know the 80s. Pirates everywhere. He was born June 6, 1966. Look out! Right. Comparison to the Chinese, we walk upside down. <laughs> My cat and I have watched over you since your birth. Chinese object you are holding contains the story of your life and the task divine will has entrusted to you. You're not leaving this place until you've told me everything I want to know. Spin three murders on you in a flash. I think I know where it is. What have you got in mind? I'm not sure. Nothing fits. Nothing makes any sense. Joanna? Martino is a fantastic director of 70s and 80s Italian shite <laughs> that honestly I could quite happily devote the rest of this podcast to. <laughs> Movies like Hands of Steel, Island of Mutations, The Suspicious Death of a Minor, and much to my surprise, a 70s Italian giallo film um, that I've actually seen. I mean, to be uh-huh. fair, that is a kind of passion of mine, those films. But yeah, he directed Your Vice is a Locked Room and Only I Have the Key, which um, I saw a few years ago. Oh. How many women dancing naked on a banquet table does this film have? Not <laughs> is, as many. Is that that porno one we did at Christmas where the guy keeps saying <laughs> sex power, sex power? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> that is not, unfortunately, the wonderful Your Vices are Locked Room and Only I Have the Key. It's a real shame. Yeah. But look. Oh, I wrote this before I saw it. 
Even more excitingly, the film stars American <laughs> Olympic gold medalist gymnast Mitch Gaylord, yeah. who inexplicably pursued a career as an action movie star, which culminated in his performing stunts in Batman Forever and playing Robin's dead older brother in that. Oh. <laughs> wow. That was the height of his fame. Did better than I have. Which, to be fair, how many of us have played members of um, the Grayson family, the Flying Graysons? In you a did Schumacher once, film. but it was an impromptu street once. performance, and um, no one had okayed it. You definitely didn't have the rights from DC. <laughs> and if anything, the police said you were you were hostile at best. Very weird. I was just on the street, but people looked at it and said, "Oh, look, he's doing. He's being a part of Joel Schumacher's <laughs> Batman Forever." I'm, I'm not. There he goes. It was <laughs> it was the nipple play, I think. <laughs> oh, and it has Donald Pleasance. This is the best day ever. Yeah. What? <laughs> Uh, the film was seemingly not received by critics at all because I couldn't find a single professional review of this goddamn thing anywhere. Oh, but it's got Donald Pleasance in it, Paul. I know. Not even by Roger I cut fuckers just to watch him bleed Ebert. <laughs> he just didn't get round to this one. No. Well, too busy draining his victims of life. <laughs> Sucking it out for their head. Oh, plenty of public NASA, though. Okay. Uh, Flash Callahan at IMDb. Wow. Who <laughs> said, uh, titled his review... Atypical 90s trash. It is very atypical for a 90s film in that it was directed in 1989. <laughs> That's how you do it. Most 90s films weren't. That's how you get around that. That's how you stand out as a 90s film. <laughs> That's why I'm going to make the best and the most unique film of the 2040s next year. <laughs> I'm going I'm to make a 90s film next year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, finally. It's about time. Oh, something to look forward to at last. Uh, there are no three men, but this does have two actors in common with Mr. Nanny, which is fantastic. Oh, and um, also Donald Pleasance has a two men, thanks to uh, the Thief and the Cobbler. Oh, Christ. So we all get to feel good about that. Yeah, great. Well, <laughs> we're on to you, Donald. We're on to you, Donny. Dono. <laughs> Keep an eye out. Oh, the film has five on IMDb. <laughs> it's so blunt when there's no point. It has oh. five. <laughs> yeah, shit. Okay. Did I do something wrong? That's <laughs> five on IMDb, and I now own it on Blu-ray. So, Paul, you ancient witch. <laughs> Whores. <laughs> What's one thing about American Rickshaw or Tiger that made you want to full-on fight a cat? <laughs> There's an 80s beach in it, Paul, with 80s butts and 80s Fuck, pants. yes. And, and yeah, it, was, it was even better than Bravo. <laughs> it was so good. The first opening shot of this movie, I was just like, I really want to be on that beach. <laughs> I want to be the, on that beach in the 80s. I hope Miami hasn't changed at all in the past 30 years. It, it, the, the, the only thing is the pants will have just, I think... <laughs> Lowered slightly. The knickers or the, the bikini bottoms, are, yeah, the, they're going to have a lower waist and more of a, more of a G-string. Quality. Uh, as, as opposed to the, the V-string. Yeah. Susan. So, how does this, what happens in this movie? In this one? Oh, Christ. In this movie, Paul, there's, there's a lot going <laughs> yeah. on. We start off with... The, the sort of jade bust of a... Is it, was it a I dragon? Think, yes. And, uh, or, no, it was a pig, ma okay. pig man. It was a pig yeah, man, wasn't it? Was it was a Lovejoy-style pigman. And we get that <laughs> pigman. during our credits, which features the credit, special yeah. guest star Donald Pleasance. Oh, no. Special guest. I can expect oh, a Nicolas Cage-style oh, brevity no. to this appearance, I imagine. Yeah. Better than that, though, I think. Um, <laughs> we get a line of Confucius's. Oh, uh, yes. Which is great. <laughs> the way um, that isn't... Was it what is... The way that is the way is not the ordinary way. Which is the real knack yes. for language that the Mandalorian was sorely missing, I feel. <laughs> we also get 50 Italian names and then Martino's American non de plume, uh, Martin Dolman. <laughs> Thank Christ for that. I was beginning uh, to think that this was a foreign. I, I was starting to worry. I thought 
this is gonna this is gonna be weird and janky, Paul. But now it's American. I know that it's just gonna be fine. <laughs> so um, it's raining in America. Imagine of all things, and there's a there's a sad Chinese grandma. Oh, we've uh-huh. had the beach. There's the, there's been the beach, and now there's a sad Chinese grandma, and she's she looks at the rain and thinks, oh, this is shite. <laughs> But never mind, because Mitch Gaylord's here. Gymnast Fuck yeah. Mitch Gaylord comes running with his own bloody American tiger. No, wait. Living in America. Rickshaw. Yeah, he's really handy for um, when it's pouring with rain in spite of there not being a cloud in the sky. The special Hollywood rain. <laughs> it really takes you by surprise. And he takes this Chinese grandma by surprise, and he takes her by the hand. <laughs> oh yeah, he takes her by the heart, and he takes her by the hand. And he gets her home. It doesn't take a quite as much surprise as a fucking wheelchair that appears out of nowhere and seems to terrify everyone. <laughs> End of the scene. Ah! <laughs> Next bit. Cut to a fabulously unerotic strip club being enjoyed by its elderly patrons. Yeah. Where we meet our female lead, Glenn Close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Glenn very, very close. <laughs> um, yeah, she... she the, they're in a strip club where crazy things happen, Paul. Crazy Uh-oh. 80s things, like... The stripper, one of the strippers gives the patron a kiss on the what? lips. <laughs> I bet he kisses his prostitutes. <laughs> what a wuss. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a man who's very, very sweaty, surreptitiously tucking dollar bills into our heroine's garter. I know, you've already said it was the 80s. You have to <laughs> drill it home, I, I, I assumed. <laughs> We're just wasting valuable editing time here, Paul. <laughs> you say the 80s, um, everybody immediately imagines a sweaty man tucking a dollar bill into a G-string. <laughs> He's very surreptitious while he did it though, Paul It was Fuck wonderful yeah. to watch But that's the end of that scene, no end time to scene. dwell on that Mitch goes to change into some sleeves he can roll up to the sh- to the elbows <laughs> um, Incidentally, I got 80s fashion bingo Because he's got rolled up sleeves, padded yeah. shoulders, torn jeans, a perm And he is Mitch Gaylord, so I got yeah. I, I won the car And he's got white runners, um, which will come <laughs> in very handy for future action scenes um, <laughs> And it's nothing compared to his best mate he lives with though Aaron Eckhart. Who's got Aaron Eckhart. He's got semi-mullet, tight, light pink tank top, and pale yeah. blue short shorts. I think he got it yeah. from the JCVD collection. Oh, yeah. He's, he's got that muscle top. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's cropped. <laughs> I love it. It shows it's the abs. It's cropped. It's just below the nipples. It's, it's wonderful. <laughs> we can all see his muscles. And we can all hear his great lines. Um, fortunately, the code <laughs> didn't get in the way of that. Right, so it's my fault. I can't help you guys shit for brains. I was breaking my neck to avoid that friggin' snake. Look, cut the bullshit. Everyone knows you were piss-ass drunk. I'm telling you, I saw a cobra crossing the street when I was running with the rickshaw. Yeah, right. A cobra in Coconut Grove? Come on. Hey, make it a short call. The phone costs, you know? I did um, wonder why there hadn't been more dialogue before this. <laughs> um, as, as he's going up to the apartment, though, he gets a letter. Um, and it's from oh, the yes. Chinese lady that he picked up. That was six months ago. What? <laughs> He gets two sentences into the, the letter and he drops it because a lady that's obsessing over him yeah. accosts him. He drops it, it falls down to the bottom of the apartment complex and that's the end of that letter. No need to read that. <laughs> no need to read that um, or find out what that was. Um, <laughs> yeah, Donald Pleasance appears on television giving his, yeah. his very best Southern Dr. Loomis and it's pretty great. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> I am your humble servant. The good Lord... The good Lord has guided you to follow me, to obey me. You have made me rich and powerful so that I can show you the glory of God. You're probably tired, honey. I'll take you home. Have whoever discontact my secretary. Take my wife home. I shot him six times. <laughs> In the heart. 
<laughs> and it, it, it is wonderful. You never know what accent he's doing at any one moment, and then you get an idea of what he's doing overall, and then you go back to listening to the individual words. Um, <laughs> it's a he's, journey. Yeah, he's a evangelist, TV evangelist, faith healer type person, except yeah. he doesn't do any of the things that they do. He just stands there and talks. <laughs> Saying stuff about sin an old and man such. Now. Um, whilst, yeah. acu- whilst the film accurately portrays how brilliant 80 sin is. <laughs> um, during all this, incidentally, we keep getting cuts to the old lady reacting to things whilst her cat is sometimes staring at a snake. Yeah. It's also great. <laughs> and then later on, the characters sometimes interact with the snake as if it's there, um, which is very good. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. I can't remember where this happens. I think he's just at his rickshaw Yeah. when Glenn Close comes by and starts to come on to yeah. Mitch Gaylord, hey, um, Mitch. a common 80s occurrence. I'm Glenn very close. I'm so very, very close and I need you to help me get there. <laughs> <laughs> to get to space me out a bit. But yeah, they go back to her boat to have sex because 80s. Yeah. And they're being filmed by a scumbag. The same dude from the strip club. Oh yeah, he was the sweaty dude in the strip yeah. club. And so his reaction is to turn around and sock her once in the face. <laughs> An almighty slap. It's un- un- <laughs> unreal. Yeah, so begins his descent into a violent maniac. Um, <laughs> There's a very well-scored ruckus. <laughs> Um, which the cat seems to hate, which is unusual for cat. Cat hates the music of Nobu Uematsu. <laughs> Mitch manages to throw a key out the window and then ta- makes off with the tape. But it's the wrong bloody tape. It's only the wrong bloody tape. This oh, should be no. called the wrong tape. So <laughs> The wrong tape, exclamation marks. Un- un- unsmiley face. <laughs> he gets So he gets back to his place and Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, his best mate Aaron So you're telling me you could have boned this blonde, but instead you beat her up and then beat up the guy and then you took a tape. And you didn't even come. I know, man. I know. She was hot and everything. But what are you going to do? I don't want some weirdo jerking off to my butt. And then, so they, they watch the tape. They watch the tape. They sit down. He and his best mate sit down to watch the sex tape he's just managed to recover. Yeah. Anyway. anyway, do you want to give it a watch? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. But, um, it's, but it's not of his butt. Yeah. It's uh, the, the guy with the, who's talking and he's gesticulating about a key. He goes, my God, I've got to sort this out. I've got to go right back there and get the tape. Yeah. Hope nothing's happened. Ugh, oh no there's a menacing man there yeah. the menacing man has retrieved the the sex tape of him yeah um and killed the creepy guy yeah oh, no oh what shit do about hilarious menacing man well aaron eckhart's not too b- bothered about it he's just gonna tell some jokes yeah. about um the fact that mitch gaylord probably killed that guy <laughs> hey imagine if you killed that guy and you went to prison <laughs> hey you're strangling me buddy what's wrong with you you didn't want to share your birthday so you burned his ass you killed him Hey, Scott! Don't you say that! Don't ever say it again! Come on! You're strangling me! Chinese lady is freaking out, and oh, she accidentally set fire to the boat, by the way, which mildly concerned Menacing Man and Mitch, yeah. who come to think of it looks an awful lot like Ted Stryker from Airplane. Oh, good. So He does! Ted Stryker manages, <laughs> Ted Stryker manages to lazily escape uh, from the boat. We meet an excellent cop who's investigating the whole thing, yep. whose input into the plot shall be nil. <laughs> but the body hasn't been identified yet. It was burned to a cinder. Anybody else on board? Apparently someone dived off the yacht during the fire, but... Our divers come up with a big fat silch. Could have been the killer. Morton family been informed? They're doing it now. It's been a hell of a day. My horoscope said today was going to be a bitch. Horoscope. Less, substantially less than Dennis Hopper in Texas Chainsaw 2. <laughs> 
Subscribe in- to Patreon. <laughs> please, for the love of God, please. I can't, I can't stress <laughs> this enough, please. That's, that's to be said of many of the characters here. At least one of the cops is, is big on Chinese horoscopes, which uh, comes into the plot. That, nil. So... <laughs> I was just going to say, menacing man, he comes to the flat looking for the other tape. Uh, he struggles to, to understand the idea of a drawer being locked, which is great. He eventually gives up on it. But then he shoots fucking, uh, whatever we said his Aaron name Eckhart. was, Aaron Eckhart, Harvey Dent. Shoots him in the face. But old lady sets fire to the flat again. <laughs> Fuck, is this your one trick? How's he going to get out of this one? So later, after the fire, <laughs> um, Ted Stryker did not come home all night in spite of the fact that someone told him that a sinister-looking dude was looking, off, was looking out for him. Yeah, he's, he's running the rickshaw all night, Paul. Oh, yeah. It's the rickshaw life. <laughs> to be fair, it looks great. Well, he's, he, he, oh. he, he, yeah, he comes back in the morning and finds a thing's been burnt out and one of the men upstairs has been shot. Oh, no. I better leave then. Yeah, he takes off. He gets the fuck out of there. Yeah. He escapes from police custody and safety. Glenn Close, meanwhile, is visited by Menacing Man, who, come to think of it, does look quite a bit like George Michael. That's pretty good. So George Michael seemingly bamboozles her into opening the door. Who are you? Let's just say I'm the milkman. Take a walk. It's a shame about all those missing kids. You understand what I'm saying? Um, and convinces her to stitch Ted Stryker up like a kipper. Yeah. And, and she goes, well... <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> Sounds I've good. I've done a cost analysis here, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Joe Montaigne. Pascal's wager. Yeah. It um, makes a lot more sense for me to, to go with the menacing George Michael. Oh, fuck. So it's, we get our third minute of Donald Pleasance. That's pretty good. And yeah. then Stryker goes to visit Glenn Close at her unfortunately well-lit place of work. <laughs> and... um. There's a great bit where the strippers just casually discuss stuff whilst they're on the fucking, what would you call it? The floor? The um, yeah. the stage? It's just like, I'm taking off now, Cindy. All right, to our love. And she's got like her ass in someone's face. <laughs> Clean up before you go. It's a, it's a fucking pigsty out there. <laughs> You've left fanny pack on the... F- fanny pack? I don't know. <laughs> fanny I was pack. going for something... I, went f- I was going for fanny juice and I thought that was too gross. I, re- okay. I re-diverted and looked for a euphemism for underwear and arrived at fanny pack. Because it's a pack you pack your fanny into. Of course, yeah. Heads underwear. <laughs> That's amazing that no one's ever come to that before. I wanted something middlingly vulgar and I couldn't do yeah. it in time. Oh, <laughs> you've left your, your fanny drops everywhere, Sheila. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking pubes and, and lights again. <laughs> Pu- pubes Warned in Warned you about that. Oh, Christ. We're, we're all, Northerners are hilarious, but... <laughs> we can all agree. <laughs> we can all agree on that, everyone. Um, Mitch Gaylord... Uh, with, uh, Ted Stryker catches up with Glenn Close. I've forgotten about this web right. seat I've weaved. Around me. <laughs> he threatens <laughs> to trap you. He threatens her with an AIDS needle. I love this guy. <laughs> 80s. Get out or I'll scream. If you scream, I swear to God, I'm going to stick you with this thing, all right? I found it in the gutter. I'm sure you're familiar with AIDS. Ah, oh, but simple time. Simple time when you, when you didn't have to think about the victims. <laughs> George Michael shows up. Yeah, fuck me, he does. And threatens Ted Stryker, but wham! His light grip on guns uh, foils him again. <laughs> but wham, he, he wakes up before he goes, and um, he, he, he does a Dark Knight-style <laughs> journey down the car park and gets into yes, the car. Yes, it's exactly like a Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight. <laughs> I'm a Christopher Nolan. <laughs> yeah, he gets on a bus with Glenn Close after she's betrayed him, but, you know, still pretty hot. Still pretty hot. They, they, they've had a bit of a, had a, bit of a, a tussle, and uh, yeah. they get back to her place. Um, yeah, because his place has been devoured by fire. I think they go to a um, motel now. It's oh, what... it's in a motel. It's like Terminator then. It, it is one good. of the ways in which this is um, like Terminator. 
he um he's visibly coercing her at gunpoint, but it's the eighties, so no one cares. Also, Oof. doesn't have to be the eighties. Oh Christ, we're doing a romance subplot, Jesus. Yeah. Well, at least he didn't <laughs> um, save her from rape or anything like that. But she does say, true. "I will if you come any closer. I will. I could get you done for rape." Um, I get yeah, you done for that... rape, mate. And he goes, "All right, <laughs> done for it. Let's Son. let's let's do it. Let's get it on." So they have some sex. <laughs> they have some sex, and I'd have loved it if they panned over to show another mirror with a different sleazy guy <laughs> behind it. Like this whole thing was the most elaborate ruse ever. This this is unfortunately where the plot diverts from your diverges from your expectations or, or wants or hopes. <laughs> Ooh, um, last Jedi. Because um, we've got um, that's that's what they call me. Different reasons though. <laughs> So yeah. they, they, they have a third act to do, Paul. Um, so they've, they've really got it. They've, they've just got to get it done, all right? Okay, Glenn Close does portray Ted Stryker again. Oh, yeah, there is, because she has a son. She has a son, it turns out. Um, he's nearly killed, but the snake intervenes? Why does the not old lady need Ted Stryker exactly? He kind of sucks. Because he's a tiger, Paul. <laughs> he did... Um... He was born in oh. the year of the tiger. That's, that's <laughs> what more do you need? My sister was born in the year of the tiger. She can't do shit. As was I. As was not I. And what have shit. I done? As were you. Yeah ridiculous he does spend five seconds looking for a key underwater and then gives up but he spends he decides to do four more seconds and finds it <laughs> that's the nine second trick <laughs> he places a call to the police which the cops trace but then he's not immediately near the phone so they give up <laughs> well i've looked in three of the four directions from here and he's not been seen i'm about ready to call it a night again believable of the police he goes back to his burnt-out house for the medallion which protected the dresser it was in and the bottle of Listerine that was on top of it. Aww. But his, his neighbour, who's got the hots for him, grasses him up so he awkwardly escapes again. Time for an epic jump that we cut past. Yeah. <laughs> Bet it was cool, though. Yeah, but he, he's all right. Don't even worry yeah. about it. Then he gets to the old lady and it's time for some much-needed exposition. Cut to a library! <laughs> well, we go to the library for the benefit of the most can't-be-fucked expo- exposition guy ever. To explain the stuff the Asian lady could be describing. Divine will has entrusted to you. It's just as I imagined. It's an antique Chinese legend. In the year of the tiger, the 9,999th time that symbol returns to the celestial sphere. A man from the other side of the world will bring back the stone of evil inside the urn of wisdom she ends up describing the rest of it anyway she does she tells us about the time that she had sex with donald pleasance and as you can expect there was a baby face mask involved yeah (laughs) the whole experience aged her terribly and um (laughs) she's 28 years old yeah she's forever 28 years old but she's she's looking old now uh because her immortality granting pig statue got stolen like she Pleasance. tried to get Donald Pleasance's sleazy son to steal it back, but mm. he was too busy filming porn to hand it over, so it just kind of sat in the drawer for a while. Being a mad, dirty perv. Um, yeah, hence intrigue. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And so, Ooh. so Ted Stryker goes, okay, I guess I understand why I'm here. <laughs> um, What's my I... part in all this? Oh, I need you to go pick the key up. Oh. You're going to send the cat or... DHS. DHS. <laughs> have done anything? No, it must. it can only be you. <laughs> All right, fuck it. Oh, take Glenn close with you. She betrayed me. I've always been on your side. I mean, I did betray you for my son, admittedly, yeah. just without guile there. I just did that. But otherwise, yeah. I've always been on your side. Well, I've, I've got my son now. Look at him. Here he is. So they so <laughs> next shot, they run to a taxi hand in hand. Um, the child between them swinging along. No more betrayal. <laughs> and as they head off, Donald Pleasance decides to attack the old lady. And, oh... 
she's prepared this time. She's she sets sets a sna- the snake on him and she sets and the, the cat, cat on him. They um, both attack Donald Pleasance in what can only be described as the film's saving grace sequence at this stage. Push on. Okay. Yeah, but Pleasance does prevail by gently sliding the cat into a into a wall. Yeah. So it looks like he's got the upper hand. Oh no! But don't worry, the witch does still have magic. She has all the magic. Yeah. You don't have to worry about her. She's fine. She yeah. summons John Carpenter's the fog to scare him away. So Donald Pleasance um, besting the two small animals and going, "Now you will never stop me," <laughs> is a little foolhardy and premature. <laughs> he declares victory way too early. He forgot the mail-in ballots <laughs> in the form of the fog. <laughs> So, the cat manages to somehow beat Stryker and close to the statue. Why did she need them? <laughs> well, the cat can alert you, but it can't pick up the thing, Paul. It hasn't got thumbs. No. Fucking idiots. <laughs> Christ, they're dumb and bad. It's about time we started talking <laughs> about this. <laughs> I'm glad we eat them as a culture. <laughs> we always have. It's time for another awkwardly edited foot chase. Glenn Close goes... <laughs> oh, good. Glenn Close comes to get help. So she finds a cop and says, there's a murderer up there. And they're like, right, okay. And they run. That's all they needed. Come on, boys. <laughs> And then there's another scene about two minutes later where they're running in one direction and she comes into the scene, having potentially not met any of the cops before, and goes, no, it's this way! And they go, oh, fuck! (laughs) Over here! (laughs) To protect and serve, (laughs) ma'am. Glenn Close, she commands a lot of authority, I don't know what to say. True. But look, George Michael finally catches up with Stryker, and he does a balletic leap at him. (laughs) And there's a bit of a tussle, and then his dummy gets thrown under a truck. And he mourns this by covering his face in jam and getting under the truck, <laughs> uh, which nobody likes. And he dies under there. Yeah, shit. He was down there for oh, weeks. No. no one fed him. No one thought to give him anything. <laughs> he didn't eat any of the jam on his face. Elon Musk offered to send a submarine down there, but everybody <laughs> who had food was then branded as a paedophile oh, and not shit. allowed on set. <laughs> oh, God. Look, let's sum up. The witch gets hot again. Pleasance turns into a pig and gets shot by his wife. And Glenn Close lives there happily ever after with Ted Stryker. But twist! The witch has cleared out leaving only a really kick-ass studio apartment in 80s Miami and her cat, i.e. everything you could possibly ever want or need. What a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of which, how did you find the, f- d- the film? It was mostly enjoyable, yeah. with with, a, with maybe 20 minutes where I checked mm. the time every minute. <laughs> Each of the um, 20 consecutive minutes. Yeah. Just, are you sure there's 40 minutes left? <laughs> Absolutely. Are you, are you sure enough that next time I put the cursor onto the screen, it's still going to say 40 minutes to go? Yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> but um, other than that, yeah. um, it was enjoyably silly. Yes. Just madcap by somebody who didn't know what madcap meant <laughs> and had no idea that he was aiming for it. Yeah. Plenty of those amazing Garth Marenghi style moments. Yeah. Weird entrances into scene, delayed yep. reaction shots. <laughs> seemingly non... Uh, just the craziest reaction shots anyway. Yeah. Um, especially at the end where Donald Pleasance, when he turns into the, the pig and and it keeps cutting to people's faces. And then there's just a samurai cop style. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> as, as it happens. Yeah. Seemingly non sequitur cuts. Yeah. You know, just... It, it's got oh, everything man. really to make this silly and yeah. enjoyable i mean i i liked it a lot i really enjoyed this this is exactly yeah. my cup of tea it's it's definitely yeah. the stuff i like to see it's a weird blend of stuff that is inept but funny for being inept 
like the terrible dialogue that you get for the most part and the awkward performances from almost everyone and just the weird look that everyone has i mean george michael my god yeah as the tough man is just <laughs> such an interesting <laughs> way to go he has a gentle face with a big beard um and i don't know if he definitely had a single ear a piercing uh with a uh, sort of diamond stud mm. but in my head he does because that's what he lo- he looks like he should have yeah um so it's this weird blend of camp you know stuff with a genuinely kind of affecting atmosphere that i really mm. got into it's derivative as fuck we'll say that it's clearly <laughs> yeah. big trouble in little china meets the terminator meets videodrome weirdly <laughs> the conclusion is exactly the conclusion to videodrome okay and it also feels like a canon film like ninja three dominion yeah but oh god if you're gonna crib nose there's very few places you could better crib from that would make me happy. And if if you're going to do all, all of that with a large helping of ineptitude, yeah. um, <laughs> then more power to you as far more as I'm power, concerned. More power, God bless you. I wish you were still making movies. <laughs> um, it has these big memorable standout moments of body horror or weirdness yeah. or bad acting. But for the most part, when it's not doing those big standout set pieces of what is this? It keeps itself going with this really surreal, dreamlike atmosphere that legitimately reminded me of Nicholas Rogan places. Like there were bits that felt like bad timing or performance. It's just a really beautiful looking film. Yeah. Kind of richly evocative of its time and setting. Yeah. You really feel the 80s in this. I mean, the oh, we'll get to it in quick fire, but the, the place where the rickshaws are all like um, shored up, you know, the rickshaw yeah. bank that yeah. they have. Fuck me, do I want to hang out there for a while. It looks so cool and fun. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Miami at night. I loved every oh, shot of it. It was just so, so yeah. evocative and transportive. You know, I just... Yeah. It, it, it was like, yeah, watching something on VHS as a kid and that grainy oh, yeah. softness just sent, sending you to sleep because obviously you're yeah, watching neon it pinks. for the fifth time in bed. Yeah, the yeah, soft haze. The clothes and the perms. Oh, and it, it, it was... <laughs> iconic they managed to capture that and the music is there and it's never appropriate but it's really absorbing in its own yeah. weird way it's also it's square it's, enix basically the music um <laughs> the same i can see that <laughs> wonderful stuff so odd um and right from the beginning the first thing i thought was watching is oh, really good music yeah <laughs> like this this is weird not the vibe i was expecting yeah i, I but, liked huh. the music it wasn't right for this movie but i liked it But it, yeah. but it had that great <laughs> entrepreneurial uh, feel of, I'm going to make a movie. And when, it, when someone says, what's the soundtrack? <laughs> Boom. I bought a xylophone last week. <laughs> Electronic yeah. xylophone. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I think for me, there's only really one big problem in this. And it is Mitch Gaylord, I'm afraid. Mm. Because if you're going to make a martial arts movie or make use of his gymnastics, you know, great. But if you're not doing that, if you're not making an action movie... Yeah. What is kind of the point of having Mitch Gaylord is the thing, because if you had someone like 80s era Keanu Reeves or Nicolas Cage or like Patrick Swayze, obviously they were all out of them, but someone like them, Mm. someone hammy, who would make the ridiculous dialogue come to life. JCVD. (laughs) JCVD, for example, that would be great, but Gaylord, he's just kind of dull and not very charming. That's my back, okay? You want to know something? Probably would have pulled it off if it hadn't been for that leg of yours. What's my busted leg got to do with your exam? What's it got to do with it? I didn't have time to study. I had to look after you, dress you, work your shifts on the rickshaw. 
Only thing I didn't do for you was wipe your ass. Yeah. So my thing with him, he made a better film. What was it called? The one where he was the proper gymnast martial artist. Um, it wasn't Batman Forever, but um, oh Christ! The one he made right Matt, before I this. I think Matt also mentioned this to us, and he he sent us a. It's GIF. also American, I think, because he did send us a GIF of him taking people out on a pommel horse. Yeah, exactly. That's what you get Mitch Gaylord to do. He's a Olympic gymnast who decided to be an action, you yeah. know, cult, American anthem. That's what it was called. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Fuck yeah, and that's that's what you get him to do. For this, this is a weird horror thriller with um, yeah. some action beats. I was. But, like, what's the most athletic thing you see him do? Like, maybe skip over some stuff in the yeah, car Yeah, he jumps chase? over some stuff. He looks nimble when he runs. Um, he does. That's that's about it. He, <laughs> you're, you're right. When I was gearing up to watch this movie, I thought, and I was telling Nell about it, I said, oh, this is going to be, you know, mm. it's going to be an action movie. I think I think it's martial yeah. arts or something because they've, they've got a sports guy in it. Um, that's that's yeah. what you expect when you see sportsmen in this movie. You think, okay, there's going to be some cool yeah. action or they're going to use him somehow. Um <laughs> Yeah. When he dives in the water, I went, oh, did he get a gold medal for diving? I didn't think so. <laughs> Imagine if yeah. they had, and they just had him for that one dive. <laughs> There's no way we can train an actor to dive well <laughs> enough for this sequence. We're just going to have to train a diver to act. <laughs> Look how it worked out for Jason Statham. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Speaking of whom, this reminds me of like when the action movie guy does his serious film. Yeah. You know, this is, What was that Dwayne Johnson film called? Was it Faster? Yeah. It was meant to be a bit more dramatic than think the so, others yeah. and a bit bleaker. Yeah. Although it did still have the yoga doing assassin <laughs> and such. Yeah. Um Who was Ed Screen? Ooh. Who wasn't he? I don't know. He was he was Ed Screen esque. Yeah. Um the problem is this is coming off of one action movie that Mitch Gaylord had yeah. done. You really need to get a cut a backlog going before you do your weird horror thing your passion project yeah. i guess this was because the only thing really <laughs> setting him apart from dolph lundgren mm. um in masters of the universe is um thank you i'm glad that i remembered both of those things um <laughs> the only thing separating that is the fact that mitch gaylor can speak english fluently <laughs> which is a shame <laughs> i feel like i'd have found him much more endearing if he had a heavy swedish accent yes because because <laughs> other than that he's got that surfer bro spring break Fuck yeah own Ted Striker look, gonna, yeah, Ted Striker look, and <laughs> and and it just means that when he does do gritty, it makes him look like a spoiled, yeah, like spoiled upper class British and Ellis type, yeah. Um, so, I think so it's 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 a bit jarring. There's a lot of dissonance there. I think so. Ah, and it's very silly, isn't it? It is very silly. Otherwise, I think this is just a film in want of a lead. But aside from yeah. that, if you can get over. That I think everything else about it is pretty entertaining. I don't think you're gonna have a I bad so. time watching this movie. Gotta, and yeah. yeah, let's get to that. Let's get to quick firing um, to that. really get into yes, the stuff we like. Please, quick fire. Uh, we've already talked about the music. Music's given really good music. Yeah. The whole opening really so weird and fluffy yeah. with him run, um, running the Chinese lady around in the rickshaw and, and, and <laughs> slow actually motion. F- yeah, and. Th- seemingly non-sequitur cuts to the cat and oh the non-sequitur cuts i love them throughout even though the cat is there and it shouldn't be a non-sequitur cut it does feel like it because <laughs> you feels think like no, an why insert. are we seeing the cat at this moment yeah but all future rickshaw shots uh point of view him running it's that same mm. music Da-na-na, um <laughs> i can't remember the rest of it but i, I was i was having it all last <laughs> night and i thought <laughs> i'm never gonna forget <laughs> this jack that was Zelda. but it, it felt like a moment that could have in another film would be truly brilliant piece of uh, mm. cinema the way it's shot the way he's seen by the person riding the rickshaw it was, mm. it was quite 
beautiful and quite affecting but um yeah and then the beach i also loved you know segueing straight into the beach shot 80s miami i'm fucking there yeah you know it's just uh beautiful cinematography i found that this had in the way that a lot of really cheap shitty 70s italian movies did have really good cinematography i mean yeah you look at dario argento and lucio fulci those movies are gorgeous aside from anything else so yeah true just an italian thing i love the erotic teasing from glenn close the uh the stripper character Mm. when the sweaty guy is tipping tipping her Mm. and um sticking his dollar bill into her garter and she's like gently stroking his hand and like keeping it on her thigh a a minute longer than it needs to be like a whole Mm. minute longer than it needs to be (laughs) Um. she counted it was jarring (laughs) you gotta watch out Mm. yeah it's kind of kinky i finally get strip clubs my my next one is the insane disconnect in the strip club scene. Um, <laughs> there was just something about all all of the shots maybe going on for a bit too long, and um, yeah, just just the way everything was shot felt like I was there and not at the exact same time. It was like I was there yeah. only not. Um, <laughs> and and yeah, culminating in in the dude with a sweaty brow very surreptitiously trying to tuck those dollars into the into the garter. <laughs> yeah, and her reaction, and then him. Just at this moment, not knowing what his role in the film was going to be. And, yes. and and the way it cuts away from him suggests that that was all he was going to do. And I was yeah. racking my brains for answers there. So I guess it was quite intriguing. Yeah, I think so. Um, I love the statue, the statue at the heart, supposedly, of the drama that we keep cutting back to now and then. <laughs> the heart! It was this weird pig statue that was glowing sort of pink and green and it was smoke yeah. coming out of it. It was, yeah, fantastic. Very cheesy. And I loved it a lot. Great. There is a, a rickshaw driver somewhere in th- in the throng mm. um, who has a lime green tank top, pink short shorts, mm. sleek legs all the way up to his oh. ears. Paul, he was an Adonis of a man. Is he the camp one? Oh, is he the out? No, no he there was not just... even camp. One of them was just outright gay and has seen... Um, yeah, propositioning camp. <laughs> he was seen propositioning his um, male clients quite a yeah. lot. Sometimes effectively, yeah, felt very it. positive. Miami, Miami. Um, I would. No, it was a different guy. Okay, he was just a seventeen-foot god, um, <laughs> and he was just Donuts. in there for one shot. And he was beautiful, man. Paul. <laughs> well, coming back to the camp guy, all we've seen him do is sort of flirt with people and be kind of. Um, intimate with people mm. and then suddenly this dry as fuck businessman wanders across in a suit and he he goes up to him and says sir would you like a ride sure take me downtown and then gets into the rickshaw and the scene ends there <laughs> it's like real life paul scene- i loved it scenes don't have satisfying endings things always happen things just happen but i also just love the the and i know i shouldn't be so impressed by this it should just be the way it is but in an 80s camp yeah. movie you know i like the fact that this fucking stone-faced businessman was just like yes handsome um, <laughs> slightly a feet stranger you can take me downtown to my home <laughs> well i mean speaking of ah uh, the 80s yeah if you scream i'll stick you with this thing i found it in the gutter i'm sure you're familiar with aids <laughs> which coming from <laughs> mitch gaylord is just a just an upsetting line <laughs> yeah isn't it it's the only time he's like that well no he does punch glenn close in the face earlier it's, an, it's a huge a open-handed slap and his hand is the same size yeah. as a face so it's just a clobber <laughs> Um, and and, and th- there is another line. Yeah, that's it. I think it's uh, George Michael. Mm. When Glenn very, very close betrays Ted Stryker again. Fuck you, Paul. I spent ages learning all the actual <laughs> names of these characters. Um, never do that. Yeah, never do that. This is what you get. It's what you get, Poindexter. The Ted Stryker goes over to Glenn Close and then George Michael comes out and he just goes, Never trust a whore. Thanks, 80s. <laughs> 
Thanks, 80s, for just being you. Love that. That whole sequence, incidentally, happened inside of a giant hangar filled with speedboats. Because 80s. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I was just expecting a John Woo-style shootout to occur. But it felt oh. good. It was like a Titanic kind of set. Like a set from Titanic, and I enjoyed that. <laughs> um, during the press conference. Well, there's not even a press conference. It's just reporters hassling the police. And one of them rushes forward and says, What about the killer? Is he a maniac? <laughs> Which is great. And then later, after he said a few things, yeah. he asks... A- is this a new relationship? Could have been a sex maniac. <laughs> have you checked into the sex maniacs? They're the most deadly. Donnie Donison, Maniac Times. <laughs> Representing all maniacs. I hate that magazine. <laughs> We're a special interest um, magazine for maniacs. <laughs> when Mitch Gaylord is propositioned by Glenn Close, she, mm. t- she, you know, they go into a boat and she's taking off the clothes and he goes, this isn't the form of payment I was expecting. And um, which is the worst <laughs> line ever. But then she goes, I'll pay you for the rickshaw ride too. And there's just the slight raise of an eyebrow. Like, nice. <laughs> you hmm. see? You hold out for long enough, Mitch. <laughs> you got to negotiate. That's what they never teach you in the pawns. In rickshaw school. <laughs> Hi, I ordered a pizza with extra sausage. Well, I think I've got something for you right here. You've still got to pay for the pizza, though, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Fuck yeah, baby. <laughs> I'm a working man. This is Ken Loach's <laughs> porn pizza bitches. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh, my God. <laughs> and like like all Ken Loach, you just can't help masturbating furiously throughout. <laughs> oh God, I, I'm just I'm English. I wish I wasn't so turned on by bleak suffering, <laughs> <laughs> suffering, <laughs> quiet suffering of desperate people. Um, getting up to struggle. Speaking of desperate people, um, I love the cop friend, the one who's obsessed with horoscopes. Oh, yeah. He's so pointless and but well-meaning and like, yeah, I don't know. He's like Lance Henriksen, uh, his character in Terminator, yeah, where he's yeah. just like a slightly anarchic figure, yeah, <laughs> just hanging around the police station, ribbing the shit out of the main guy. <laughs> and yeah, I, I enjoyed him a lot. Yeah, if you want, I could lend you my book on Chinese horoscopes. <laughs> no, <laughs> actually, and uh, the line when um. The cops are in Mitch's apartment and they see the drawer and then the horoscope cop, horoscope, goes, That's strange. This dresser isn't even burned. Is <laughs> Just why are you here? The son of the director. <laughs> I'm so glad you are. That cat was fucking gorgeous. Yes. Kept cutting back to it. It's a really beautiful looking cat. It's um, got big eyes. Yeah. And he's nice. <laughs> That's it. Big eyes I don't and know. Nice. I don't have many descriptors for a cat. <laughs> It's like a good cat, if you think of one of those. Hey, mate, I saw a fucking cat today. Wait, was it big eyes and nice? Bet your tits it was. <laughs> big eyes, it wasn't nice. <laughs> you hold up your hand, it's just scratched the shit. Oh, man. <laughs> Christ, yeah. nice. Still, though, big eyes. <laughs> which is nice. There was, yeah, the, that cat made many noises, which uh, my cat took <laughs> as a, a regular invitation to enter the room. <laughs> hey? Rarely... Find out what the fuck's going on in here. Where the cat bish is. <laughs> hey, uh, where are them cats at? <laughs> oh, there are none. Where them bitch cats at? <laughs> oh God, cat! Jesus, cat! How did I raise you like this? Uh, you don't know anyway, shit. Anyway, I've been reading my camp. Uh, okay, we're gonna have to. <laughs> we're gonna have to take away your library card. Um, <laughs> I think it was a mistake to give you that. <laughs> we trained him to shake hands and take the card. We thought it was fine, but that's just what Hitler did, really. Um... <laughs> when he rented out his own book. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. There is- <laughs> now we shall see who's boss. <laughs> oh, God. I feel like a cat le- uh, 
learning to shake hands to get a library card is is analogous to um Hitler. <laughs> the bill Hitler's punch. rise to power. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so speaking of Hitler, um there's another good line when um Aaron Eckhart is just, just disbelieving utterly of uh, mm. the fact that Mitch Gaylord left that scene without even having sex with a lady. Mm. And I, I, she says he says something along the lines of well, she was hot, right? And Mitch goes, oh, she got it up just by looking at me. It's like, <laughs> Fuck yeah, nice man, nice. <laughs> we've, we've, nice. We've all been there. Get looked at by a lady, immediate erection. Oh. Have to go over and hassle her. We've all we've all been there. <laughs> we've all been there. Come on, men. men. We're hard, we've been hard shifting. We've been getting in too many female viewers. We're trying to viewers. <laughs> We're trying to get more uh, male ears, male eyes on this ear feel. We're we're going for the the alpha male demographic, but once we've got them, <laughs> we're gonna then shift it back to um to the oh, left. Shit, we're gonna win them over. Pull them with us, yeah. They definitely appreciate that. God, what if nuts is just playing the long haul? <laughs> they've been including, they've been gradually including more Angela Dickinson novels. Um, uh, <laughs> no fuck, who do I mean? Um, the poet. Maya Angelou, I was meaning. <laughs> Angela Dickinson, fuck. I'm including more Maya Angelou poems and the sort of margins around the tits. And, uh, you know, unfortunately they got canned before their project, their masterwork, could come into full effect. So they'd just been bought and by And then we'd just be reading poetry journals. <laughs> Whilst or, still masturbating, though. They, the association would have really messed things up, but... Some of her poetry is very evocative, Paul. <laughs> it's very horny. And that's why I got kicked out of that degree course. Okay, all of my remaining ones are going to be special effects moments. Um, the okay. first of which is the guy has the key in his hand. We didn't mention this in our plot rundown. And the witch does a weird spell thing, and suddenly the key is like super hot, and it melts through his hand. Yeah. Yeah, it just burns that's its great. way through his hand, and it's got like a prosthetic hand that, you know, the flaming key yeah. just sort of melts through. It's very good. Yeah, really enjoyed that. Yeah. It, it cuts to him with his hand that's, you know, it, it's that... F- association for me of oops it's slightly larger than his original hand <laughs> prosthetic hand oops. yeah we're into some body horror people <laughs> and, and then then i i, I was immensely turned on <laughs> great fuck yeah aces the, the vhs in the oven trick uh <laughs> he must destroy the vhs so they put it in the oven and he turns it on and he looks at mitch gaylord as if to say oh yeah just you wait <laughs> and then uh, unfortunately it's, they've got one of those instant ovens where it's immediately hot but um <laughs> it the vhs melting looked pretty cool as well yeah absolutely yeah, it did. Mm. It really did. Who gets a snake through the eye? I don't remember that. Snake through the eye? Must be in there. I wouldn't have written it down, and I can vaguely remember it. Damn. Maybe it's a dream or some sort of... God, I don't know. But someone gets a snake through the eye, and it looked great. Was it you? <laughs> that will have to do. It might have been me. I'll have as a second one, because I can't remember the specifics. Um, <laughs> of the snake in the eye. <laughs> the snake in the eye. The witch has her stop-motion um, hand de-aging really rapidly, and you can tell yeah. it's stop-motion, and they did it in stages, but still, it must have taken a long time, and it looked pretty good, I think. I think so. Again, yeah. it always looks better than CGI. Absolutely. I'm not willing to allow any wiggle room on that statement. <laughs> Look, no one else, every, every successful person in the world has gotten there by never admitting that they're wrong, so I'm going to start doing that as well. I think it's only better that everyone follows suit. Um, when when Aaron Eckhart comes in and makes jokes about him killing the Morton kid, you know, throwing the paper at him, um, he has this huge obnoxious dick laugh, and then it cuts to Mitch, like him him still laughing, and then Mitch wrapping his hands around his throat. But it's a very close shot of Eckhart's face, and then just the hands enter screen, <laughs> wrap around his neck, and then mm. Eckhart goes from his obnoxious laugh to pure shock that he'd be getting throttled for this <laughs> like ha ha do you remember that murder scene that you fled <laughs> imagine if you killed him you go to prison forever <laughs> hey come on dude yeah that was fucking great Chill. just the um 
<laughs> the immediacy with which she's fucking on him. It's a great exchange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. Um, look, Donald Pleasant's wrestling a cat has been a highlight of my week. It's, um, <laughs> when you realize that's what's happening, when you yeah. see that the cat is making its move, and you realize, oh, shit, <laughs> Donald Pleasant's about to fight a cat. This is great. You don't have time to fully feel that before the realization of Donald Pleasant's fighting a cat starts to take place. Yeah. A shot of the cat flying through nah. the air like a fucking rocket. <laughs> and then he's just Fuck. on the floor and this cat is just... <laughs> he's wrestling with a clearly fake stuffed cat. Oh, man, it was it was sublime. It was really wonderful. Oh, yeah, <laughs> really loved it. Just highlight of eight of the 80s, which we needed after Thatcher. Yeah. I do love when George Michael's going around Mitch's place and he rattles the drawer and then it just uh, descends into... The loudest, <laughs> like, ruckus yeah. of him rattling, rattling this drawer for ten straight seconds. Um, <laughs> yeah, which I didn't and- realise was magically closed because the amulet was in it. I thought it was just locked and he just didn't know <laughs> how that works. And, it, and it's just great because after that he talks about how his gun doesn't make any noise. <laughs> <laughs> like, see, I, see how dangerous I am. I'm a ninja. <laughs> I'm a, stealth, I'm a stealthy killer. <laughs> it's like fucking Simon Pegg failing to get out of a room yeah. in a big train. <laughs> All mouth and no trousers. <laughs> I've only got one left, actually, and it's um, Ooh. it's the pig transformation at the very end. Ah, it's um, Donald Pleasance gets turned into a pig yeah. after um, some rather ridiculous acting in which he um, can only make pig noises. It's great, um, though. It's every other word. There's something wrong with the mic every time. I'm... <laughs> Cut the goddamn monitor. The Chinese go- Cut it! The Chinese- Yeah, it's really good. It's quite satisfying. And you kind of know, oh, he's going to turn into a pig in front of everyone, and that's going to be really great. Yeah. The wife shoots him, and yeah. then he's on the floor, and the pig just kind of erupts out of him, and it's so mm. gross and brilliant. It's um, yep. It's very similar to the moment in Videodrome. At the very end, when the guy sort of melts. Yeah, it was just fantastic. It was fantastic to see. A really good effect and just a lot of fun. Definitely. <laughs> uh, my note on that was wow. Uh, but there are two great things um, following or near the end of that. First, the samurai cop star reaction shot of this one guy. Um, but then once the pig carcass finally stops emerging, the main cop, like, there's a pause. And then he turns and just goes, let's go. Like, that happens more <laughs> than they'd care to tell. Oh, he got pigged. <laughs> Oh, piggy pleasant. Another one, pig Barry. Oh, <laughs> fuck's sake. Bringing the pig boys. <laughs> Fucking weirdos. He ticks that box on his paperwork. <laughs> Will Graham and Michael C. Hall come in. Oh, fucking freaks here. <laughs> okay. Um, the line, this isn't just any cat. It belongs to some old Chinese lady. Is um <laughs> amazing. I hadn't thought about that. That's great. Oh, oh this cat, let me tell you. <laughs> some old twat. Um... <laughs> And, and then when Scott, Joanna, and Joanna's son... Uh, Sorry, I just imagine that like an MNS advert. This isn't just any cat. It belongs to the butcher down the street. It's cat. Mm. <laughs> Ooh. Mm, butcher's cat. <laughs> <laughs> when Scott, Joanna, and Joanna's son... Um, wait, sorry. When Ted Stryker... Glenn very very close and Glenn very very close his son mm. Joanna's son <laughs> are running for a cab the son is in the middle of the two of them holding their hands and just fucking loving it Paul <laughs> he's having so much fun being out with these two adults <laughs> you love it can't believe it look on that boy's face just made my day Aww. 
best day. Cool. Well, oh. what did we hear from the OG team? Team, 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 team. Well, we had... Team, 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 team. Oh, gosh, what's going on? <laughs> let's, let's see what happened. I'm going to get on Twitter and see if, at the very least, Matt Antonio, uh, legendary recommender and patron of this episode, <laughs> got in touch. Um, he didn't. He didn't. That absolute f- swine. How dare he? Cutting is... him off. <laughs> We're gonna pig him. We're cutting off his allowance. Let me just have. A, let me just have a quick look at our uh, message thread. Oh, okay. Because you mentioned something in the past that explains why he did this. I mean, it's self-evident. Yeah. He's done a wonderful thing. God bless him. We've got three weeks of recommendations coming up in guest stars, and they all seem to be bringing their fuck you shoes to this particular dinner party. So I was very, <laughs> very happy to have some. 80s cheat. Yeah. Although we've got Lawnmower Man coming up, haven't we? Yeah. Oh, well, that's going to be fun. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We've had a chat somewhere. I can't see it. Do you know what, Matt? If you, if you get in touch, give us a 7,000 word essay. I'll read it all in a monotone for you um, on, on Patreon. <laughs> on Patreon for all of you to enjoy. Needless, <laughs> needless to say that in, in recommending this, uh, he fully knew that there was a quiet masterpiece within those yeah. minutes. Um, but we didn't get anyone oh, you, else. you played it. Just right. Sorry it took us almost a year to get round to this because it was absolutely sublime. But I blame capitalism. So, Mm-mm. thanks, OG team. Thanks, OG team. You've got to watch this. Go watch American Rickshaw Please Tiger. Watch it. It's out there now. Do it. And thanks, Matt, for and your thanks, Matt. fabulous recommendation. In spite of that, and let's Patreon talk about money. the many better things. <laughs> the one better thing. Okay, I'll, mine are easy. Big Trouble in Little China, The Terminator, Videodrome, and American Ninja 3, Dominion. Fuck it, what's bad timing, too, if you, have, if you haven't seen that before. It's a uh, divisive rogue, but pretty good. Um, yeah, those yeah. are the clearly the biggest touchstones for this. They're all deliriously entertaining in their own way, and they are the sort of key works of 80s cult cinema, I think. So check them out. Perfect. I would really want to watch American Anthem after this, so everybody oh, should fuck yeah. do that. Yeah, um, might just make that and... a regular episode somewhere as a treat. Yeah, maybe episode three hundred. <laughs> let's be let's be nice to us. Um, we deserve it. Yeah, oh, we fucking do. You know, we're great. Um, there was also oh, fucking just thought of something when you mentioned all of those things. So watch that as well. Um, but also Beverly Hills Cop was what I was thinking of. Uh, oh yeah, throughout this. Mostly because of the how cool Eddie Murphy looks when he's running around with white trainers on. And so for some real yeah. real good white trainered fun. And a good Eddie Murphy movie. Um, yeah. Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Cop that. <laughs> <laughs> Cop a load of this. It's uh, The One Better Thing. Fucking prick. The One Better Thing. Paul, how can people find out about all of our larks and games and dances? Oh, for all of our larks and our gains and our swell gains and our hard gains, um, <laughs> you can you can first off buy the Paul and Paul's Patreon protein powder. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you get exclusive access to dusty, dusty protein powder. Um, which may or may not help with gains, but you will get exclusive content such as sneak preview uncut versions of our Halloween 2021 episodes on Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise. That gets harder and harder every week as I progressively (laughs) understand more of what we're offering to our patrons. Um, I fucking hate it. I hate every second of it, Paul. We're also just released part one of probably a two-parter of uh, our creative output uh, (laughs) using the hero's journey for... um, uh, for inspiration it's yes very it's well so far story time story time with paul and paul and paul the three half of that not the title 
It's uh, <laughs> but we've also got some pause pitches on there, some let's plays of Totally Accurate Battle Simulator, and more. Yeah. But you can also contact us on Facebook and Twitter at OGT Pod, where we put out the call for the OG team. Definitely do every time. Every time, at least for the last four weeks. There's a lot to <laughs> lot to love there. Um, I'm in Roll to Cast, the uh, fantastic tabletop RPG thing from Baby Bid Media, our friends. But it's actually good. It's like when someone has a kid and they and they're a cute kid, and you don't have to lie about it. It's such <laughs> a relief, that. guys. I love those rare occasions. The Pulp Cthulhu season is really hotting up now. Um, there's some excellent score work by me, so you go and check that out. And <laughs> give me money. Widely acclaimed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can listen to some uh, something I was in, Left of the Dial. What? The fantastic um, podcast by Chris Attaway, of whom we have worked before and who will be appearing on this podcast very soon. So you can go check out me talking about movie music some more, because you haven't had enough of that. <laughs> also, Screen Mayhem, usual things. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. I'm telling you, Excellent. I haven't had enough of that. <laughs> I'm Paul Mayhem. I haven't had enough of it. And remember, the one good thing about American Rickshaw is that just for a moment you can close your eyes, you're not in lockdown, you're Mitch Gaylord, and you're in Miami, Florida, in the 80s, and everybody's butts are yes. Yes.